everybody, and welcome to Equip and Mobilize to Evangelize. My name is Till Mahan, and again, this is my beautiful bride, Lisa. Hello, hello. You can't see her, but she's sitting here. <laughs> I'm right here, yep. So today, we are going to talk about the office of an evangelist, and, and primarily the question we're asking is, are you in the office of an evangelist? Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, when we do a workshop or we talk with people when we do outreach, we get this question or this sometimes comes up, are you, and not just toward us, but people are asking this question about themselves. And that is, am I an evangelist? Or why do I have to do this? Because there's already evangelists that do this, that go out and witness to people about salvation and healing. And, you know, they already do that. So why do I even care about this? Right. It's it's very important to know if you are in the office of an evangelist, and we'll get into that here, but um, yeah, it's very important to know because you have very specific things you're supposed to be doing if you are in the office of an evangelist. Mm-hmm. But let's start by reading the scripture that even talks about what we're talking about here with these offices. So if you could read Ephesians 4, 11 and 12. Mm-hmm. And this is talking about, I would love to. Okay. And this is, this is talking about the offices um, the offices the fivefold. of the fivefold ministry, right? right? Um, and so it says in Ephesians four eleven through 12, it says, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Yeah, and I guess the first question in that, it starts out by saying, and he himself gave some to be these positions. Who's the he? It's God, right? God, yeah. So God determined that he wanted to have uh, what, again, you might know as the fivefold ministry. He wanted to have these positions in the church established. And so these positions, again, are apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Um, Each one of those again, assigned by God, are very important positions within the church. And again, it's very important if you are in one of these fivefold positions that you realize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you'll know that you're in that by, if you'll know if God called you to that. And there'll be a whole process that you'll go through probably for a long time, or could I guess it could be for a short time, but you'll go through a process of a knowing and a um, studying and training and and understanding how God wants you to use this office gift if you're in this in an office, right? And, and primarily out of this fivefold, we're focusing on the one position of an of excuse me of an evangelist. There goes the English again. <laughs> and so, if you are in the office of an evangelist, um, there are really two things that you should be doing. And this is why it's important for you to know if you're in the office or not, because if you are, uh, then you really should be doing these two things. Number one, the scripture says that these positions, including that position of evangelist, exists for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, mm-hmm. right? So what the evangelist position will do is will equip the rest of the church will show the rest of the church how to evangelize or what it means to evangelize. That's how that person would equip the saints for mm-hmm. the work of the ministry. Mm-hmm. And 
And remember, though, we talked about this before, um, and what is evangelism, that it's to preach the good news. So when you're talking about a person in the fivefold equipping the saints to do the work of evangelism, it is, it is if they're in the office of an evangelist, is it's to preach, it's to announce the good news, it's the gospel message. And so that's kind of important. That's, that's essential. Yeah, and, and that's the second one. That's the second thing that the evangelist should be doing is they have a special anointing or gift to evangelize. So number one, if you're in that office, you should be evangelizing, obviously, and that's a gift that you have. It's almost like um, you have to do it. You feel compelled to share the gospel, right? It is something that's heavy on your heart. The idea of people not going to heaven or not knowing God is something that weighs heavy on you. Mm -hmm. And so you have to preach the gospel. It's just something you're so compelled to do. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the things you, you know, if you're in that office, you're going to do. And again, you also take that, that desire, though, and you turn and give that, uh, or you teach the church, you teach the other Christians, again, what it means to evangelize or how to, how to evangelize, how to reach the lost. Right. And, and that equipping of the saints is equipping believers, but it's perfecting them. So it's honing in on people, getting them... Um, getting them trained and uh, able and ready to do the work, which the work is the action part of it. Mm. It's, it's, it's seems along a lot of times like a labor and that's what it says in the Greek anyway, for that word for work, but it's to labor and to toil, but it's an implication of an action. Yeah. And so it's kind of like the person that's in the office gift. And again, here we're talking about the evangelist is that they're perfecting um, the saints, the believers to do action. Right. So this is what it reminds me of. Can I just say what it reminds me of? You know, I think you can. (laughs) So it always reminds me of when I worked for the forest service many years ago and I worked for the, I had these cool positions my whole life, but that was one of them. You've had some really cool jobs. And yeah, I'm so blessed. And I worked for the forest service. The wildlife biologist there was the main person, main biologist. And I was the aide. Okay, and this was, um, this was back in the was this the early two thousands? Anyway, anyway, he he would sit in the office oftentimes and do environmental impact statements and like the the work, like the the, the paperwork. paperwork. Yeah. yeah, and then I got to take a crew out and be the person who I would meet with him in the morning, and then he we'd go over if I was going to do you know sign placements for bighorn sheep or moose transect studies or toad studies or all the cool stuff, right? I got to do the work. I got to do the action, but he equipped me to do it because I would go in the morning and tell him how it went the day before or what project we were going to work on. We'd meet for 10 minutes and go over the plan for the day, and then I would implement it. Mm. And so it always reminds me of that because, and the only reason that I bring that up is because a lot of times people want to be in an office and if they're not in an office, they're bummed out right? and they're upset <laughs> and they're like, I mean, we've seen this over and over. Well, then what's my purpose if what, I'm not in a fivefold, right? Yeah. What's well, my, right. what's my purpose if I'm not in the office training and equipping people? And you do have people who train and equip as a gift that are still teachers and still help people, but they're not in the off, actual office. So there is a right. difference. And so it always reminds me of that because I want to encourage people that if you're not in an office, 
and we're not by any means saying that we are, but if you're not in an office, you still get to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> and you still get to... You get to do the stuff. You actually get to do the stuff. Well, I guess evangelists get to do the stuff too. And the evangelists right. get to do the stuff, but when they have the when they have the call to serve the body, they also have that including doing the stuff. So they're accountable to God for that gift. And it's not just it's not just, oh, look at that, you know, it's it's an accountability and a partnership that they have with God. And so I just want to encourage people to enjoy whichever side you're on, if you're in an office or not in office. Right. And again, just remember, it's God that assigns this. And God's given you grace. He's given you gifts. He's given you everything you need to do what he's called you to do. And it just so happens if what he's called you to do is being in, a, in an office position, primarily like in the evangelist we're talking about today, then that's great. But it's no different than the gifts that he gives to other people for them to do, right? This is just what evangelists are called to do mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they're getting to have all the fun right as Lisa mm-hmm. said the evangelists actually they teach other people how to have the fun as well mm-hmm. or they should be <laughs> and again so if you are an evangelist you need to be teaching other people how to evangelize in your church mm-hmm. or in your group mm-hmm. so let's look at um do you have acts 21 8 open by chance i do okay well we're going to look at an example here of a person that has the title or is in the office of an evangelist. And the next day, we that were in Paul's company departed and came unto Caesarea, and we entered into the house of Philip the evangelist, which was one of the seven, and abode with him. Right, so he actually had the title of an evangelist. That's what God called him to do. He was in mm-hmm. the fivefold position of an evangelist. Mm-hmm. And you can go into, I think it's Acts 8. You don't have to do that. But in Acts 8, it really goes into detail about Philip going out and, and spreading the gospel and, mm-hmm. and laying hands on people and spirits were coming out of people, evil spirits. And and so he, he doesn't just have the title of it. You actually see that title fulfilled in scripture. Mm-hmm. So he was somebody that existed in the office of an evangelist. And I don't know that it says it for sure, but I'm guessing that um, there were probably people that were with him that followed him that um, were with him when he went out to evangelize. And in turn, he was teaching them, all right, through mm-hmm. the process of, of showing them how to do it. He was teaching them how to evangelize. We mm-hmm. see Jesus obviously taught uh, his disciples how to evangelize, how to spread the gospel. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the office, mm-hmm. right? So if you're in the office, again, God will show you that. If you're unsure, you know, that's just simple prayer and seeking God mm-hmm. and asking him to reveal to you if that's the office you're in or if you're in one of the other offices or, or not in an office at all. Mm-hmm. Again, if you're not, your ministry is just as important. It's just God's called you to do something different than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're if you're in the office, you are meant to equip, right? You're meant to perfect, and you're equipping the saints, believers, to to do the action, implement the action of the ministry, and to edify. Ultimately, the whole goal of the fivefold ministry is to edify the body of Christ, so mm-hmm. that the body of Christ can can do what we're supposed to do before Jesus comes back, right? Right. Yeah, because edifying, edifying, edifying is building up. 
So it's to build up. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again, but in another realm, but edifying does not always mean comfort as in, I'm going to give you hot chocolate and prop your feet up. Mm. I'm going to, I might give you some running shoes and, and tell you to go run. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of how I look at it. Yeah. Because sometimes we think if we're challenged by a fivefold service gift, then we, you know, it's like, well, you're supposed to just comfort me. <laughs> no, it's to prepare you to do mm-hmm. everything that needs to be done, right? And sometimes it's hard. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's not always an easy thing, but if it's something, well, it's it's going to be easy in the sense of spiritually, you're going to do what you're supposed to do. But mm-hmm. the flesh part of it is what makes it hard, right? We have to get past that flesh part. Mm-hmm. But that's a good point. Yeah, edifying is not always, you know, fun and game. Sometimes it's a little bit, a bit of a... stretching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but ultimately God's coming back for a bride and the church. And we want to be strong. We want to remain steadfast. Right. That's good. So, And I want to go back again, Ephesians 4, 11 and 12, that talks about the fivefold here. The beginning part says, and he himself gave some to be apostles, right? So he gave some people to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, chances are uh, most people who listen to this, well, I'll say it this way. Most people in the body of Christ are not in a fivefold position, Mm -hmm. right? Only some are. Mm -hmm. Most are not, right? So don't, again, don't be discouraged if, you know, through prayer or or whatever you determine that you're not necessarily in one of these fivefold positions, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's, it's very few people and they're not, you know, the super dupers. They're just the ones that God called to do that. Just like he called you to do something maybe different. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I agree. So let me see, Timothy, if we read about Timothy, um, I'll read this one if you don't mind, because you've been reading everything today. Oh, man. Okay. (laughs) So Paul in his letter to Timothy, actually a second letter to Timothy, so 2 Timothy uh, verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 5, says, But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. So Paul again is talking to Timothy. This is a letter to Timothy from Paul. And he's telling Timothy who we know is actually a pastor. Right? He's a pastor of the church in Ephesus. Um, Paul is telling him to do the work of an evangelist to make full proof of thy ministry. Mm-hmm. And to make full proof means to accomplish or carry out fully. And basically it means to make your ministry completely effective. And so Paul is telling Timothy, you know, as a pastor, to make your ministry completely effective, you have to do the work of an evangelist. Mm-hmm. So that's important because that tells us that Again, it's not just the people in the office of an evangelist that that go out and evangelize. Mm -hmm. Regardless of what your calling is, regardless of what your ministry is, to make it completely effective, you should be evangelizing too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I agree. And I love how it says, um, but watch thou in all things. So be, be aware, right? Be sober, be, be watching enduring inflictions and then when you do the work of the evangelist like you said you're you're so remember the work of the evangelist is to preach to announce to declare the good news message so when Mm -hmm. you're in your ministry which is who you are you're a ministry you are announcing the the gospel 
Yeah, I mean, and that's a good point because regardless of whatever your ministry is, right, it should be pointing people to Jesus. That's ultimately mm-hmm. what ministry is, is pointing people to who Jesus is and what he's done mm-hmm. through his death, resurrection, or crucifixion, death, and resurrection. He is our Messiah. He is our Savior. Every ministry, regardless of if it's, you know, handing out food and clothes to people that are less fortunate or standing in a pulpit or whatever God mm-hmm. has called you to do, um, your ministry should be pointing people to who Jesus is. That's what it's all about, ultimately. Mm-hmm. So every believer has the privilege and responsibility to evangelize, regardless of of what your quote-unquote gift is or your quote-unquote call is. Mm-hmm. So every belief, So what you're saying then, to repeat that, is that you are in the office of an evangelist, or you, and if you are not then you are called to evangelize. Right, either way, whether you're in that office or not. Evangelism should be part of what you do. Mm-hmm. And if you are in the office, you know, evangelism should be part of what you do, but also you should be teaching the non-evangelists how to evangelize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess that's probably the easiest way to sum it up. Yeah, because, and it's it's powerful because I wasn't taught this when I got saved. No, me neither. I wasn't no. taught that. I was, I was, and then by the time I realized it, by the time you realize that later, you're so used to not doing that, that you're like, well, why do I have to do that? What's, right. and, and it's not that you're, you have to, but you get to, and then you feel condemned because you're like, well, I, I want to, but I don't know how. And now I seem like I don't want to at all. You know, it's like, it's like, well, you get to do it. And it's like, well, yeah, but there's no condemnation in Christ. So it's not like hey, shame on you for not wanting to. It's just you get to share your testimony with somebody of what God did for you. You get to share. So you can break it down. If you're not called to be in the office and you're like, well, I don't know how to share Jesus with people. All you do is think about what he did for you. Think about the redemption he gave you. Think about who you used to be in the old man and who you are in Christ, even if you're, and we're all in process. So just think about, how much redemption you have in Christ and what he did for you and share that with somebody. Exactly. And, you know, you bring up a good point because I think a lot of the the general body of Christ, the, the non, you know, fivefold ministry evangelists are hesitant to go out or they have some fear. You know, some go out and, and share the gospel, no problem. But I think a majority of people probably have some level of trepidation when it comes to that. And again, that's kind of a reflection, in my opinion, on the lack of evangelists, fivefold evangelists teaching them, this is how you do it. And it's it's easier than you think. It's not nearly as hard or as scary as, as we make it out to be in our own minds. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you're in, you're in a church or you're in mm-hmm. a group, a Christian group, and um, you're not getting out, mm-hmm. you need to... You need to get out, share your testimony, but also look for somebody that is in that, that office. And I think mm-hmm. it's pretty easy to tell when somebody is, mm-hmm. again, because they they live to share the gospel. Mm-hmm. So connect yourself with somebody like that mm-hmm. and learn from them. Make them teach you <laughs> mm-hmm. if they won't. You know, and, th- and there are so mm-hmm. many people online you can go to and listen to their teaching and and watch how they do it. You know, your Todd Whites and 
Oh, there's a whole list of people, you yes. know. Yeah, Billy Graham. Billy Graham. Reinhardt, Bonky. Scott Hinkle is a Scott Hinkle. Yeah, he's a friend of ours. He's an amazing evangelist. Mm-hmm. Um, but look for people like that because you can learn from them. Mm-hmm. And and truth be told, some of them that are in the office might not realize mm-hmm. it's their duty to teach. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have to pull things out of people. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so connect with them. Yeah, you have that, and then you have people who are like, "Well, I am in the office," and if you are in the office, then. I am so grateful that you are, but you, but then your job is to serve. Yes. It's to serve. And it's a, it's a, I think it's a mighty, a mighty call to be in an office. Um, I mean, when we go to heaven, we're not going to be in offices. So, but while you're here, God has given the person in the office, the grace to be able to carry that. And I don't think it's always just an easy peasy thing for that person. I think we need to pray for the people that are in leadership and, and, you know, pray for them. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the people that are, everybody that makes up the body of Christ, whether you're in an office or not, you're part of the body of Christ. The office positions, like Lisa said, is to serve, right? You need mm-hmm. to build the body up. So really, well, I was about to use a bad example. I was about to compare it to like our government, how they work for us, but that really doesn't work that way for us these days, it seems like. But but what I'm trying to get at is mm. if you're in that office, you, you're you working for the body of Christ. You're doing, mm-hmm. you're meeting the needs of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's the people that attend your church, the people that are saved are the ones that you serve. They don't serve you, mm-hmm. you serve them. Yeah, and if you're in an office, God chose you to do that so he's trusting you and he believes in you more than you probably do amen (laughs) so it's all good it's all good it's all good (laughs) yep all right i think um did you have anything else you wanted to add to that um no i just i think the last thing i wanted to just say is that you know in second timothy 4 5 we talked about it but it's kind of like to make full proof of your ministry and for people who are thinking well i don't have a ministry i don't have a 501c3 we kind of touched on it, but in Colossians 1.27, it talks about Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's Christ in you that is the hope of glory. And Christ in you, that is a ministry. Mm-hmm. And we've talked in other places about having the Holy Spirit in you. So even if you don't have a setup the way that um, the world has it set up for ministries, and how we've set things up in the church. If you don't have a ministry, just remember that you are, you're a light in darkness and you're walking around. You are a ministry. Amen. So making full proof of your ministry is you making full proof of the salvation that you received from Jesus in you, which is again, like your testimony. So that's awesome. It was the same. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Everybody's got a ministry, whether they have a position or not. Yeah, I think recently we talked about that. It's, you know, um, your name is Sarah. So let's just use a name. Sarah, Sarah's ministry, um, Hmm. Mark's ministry. I mean, you are, you could just put your ministry on your name. Because you got Jesus in you. Yeah, exactly. The ultimate minister. Exactly. All right. Well, do you want to pray us out? I would love to pray us out. I've been kind of, (laughs) kind of, teasing with my husband today so we're in a jovial mood a little jovial on this beautiful day in Colorado so Lord we thank you for this time we thank you Lord that people are going to get super clear on whether they're in the office of an evangelist or they are 
are called to evangelize, Lord. We thank you that um, that you set things up the way that you did for a purpose and for a reason. And we just pray for everyone to um, be blessed by how you set things up and to surrender to how you set, set things up. And we just bless the body of Christ, um, the edifying of the body of Christ. We bless the body of Christ right now in Jesus' name to be um, implementing action and to be perfected, um, perfected in you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That is awesome. So if you guys want to get in contact with us, and we would love to hear from you, you can reach us via email at spiritlife.814 at gmail.com. Again, that's spiritlife.814 at gmail.com. Or you can go to our website, which is www.spirit-life-ministries.org. Mm-hmm. And, and a reason to reach out to us might be if you want us to have to come to your place and do a workshop to get your people out of the four walls and ministering. Yep, we do workshops and we're happy to help your group or your church. Mm-hmm. So reach out to us and happy to, to bless you guys in whatever way we can. Yes. All right. So you guys have a great blessed day and we will talk to you next time. See you guys later. Peace.